0: It's Friday, August 12th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Buley, it's episode 261. We are super happy it's Friday, super happy to be on here talking with y'all. And uh, I guess let's get into it. How y'all doing? It's How was your week?
1: Friday. It was a good week. It was a
0: busy it's week. Friday? It's Friday? Yes, sir. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We both whispered. Okay.
2: Hey. No, that's, that's good. It's a good day then. Cookie Friday. Let's go. Fun fact. Fun fact me hit y'all with cookies? something. Cookie. Uh Cookie Friday is what the kids at the end of the school day at my daughter's school get. So they get a cookie as they walk out. It's Cookie oh, Friday.
1: I want to go to school there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's legit. I like cookies?
0: Hmm. I think. Mm. Okay. First of all, uh a big shout out to the listening audience. Thank y'all so much for coming out in droves after we took a month off and um you guys hit the hit the play button like crazy after we after we recorded on Tuesday. So means a lot. made us feel good about ourselves. So thank you. And uh, we also just passed 50,000 plays, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's kind of neat. All right. What do y'all have? What do y'all want to talk about? I looked in today in tech history, nothing super cool. Like people need to start inventing stuff on days. Like they need to find days where nothing cool in technology has happened and then do it on that day. So we have more to talk about. Uh, um, I'm going to give you some
2: of your own advice that you gave other people maybe seven years ago.
0: Okay. Ooh. Other well, people whenever you? you
2: see something that needs to get done, don't wait oh. for other people to do it. Just go and do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, well, today shall henceforth be known as the day in history in which TBP eclipsed 50,000 views or place. Boom. There it is. Did, did, did it. we yeah.
2: invent that, though, or did the users invent that? Oh, no. Mm. Dang it. We're sick it the court. We'll see
1: where it goes.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, here's one. Here, Here, just so that we don't have nothing here. The very first communication satellite was launched on August 12th, which is today. You got to tell me the year. It was called Echo One, the world's first communication satellite launched. Technically, Echo, Echo One Echo. was a Echo. passive reflector as communication signals were bounced off it rather than retransmitted as modern satellites do today. What year?
1: Pretty
2: 1957.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. That does seem like a
2: reasonable guess. Final answer, Aaron.
0: It's uh, pretty darn reasonable, I would say.
1: I'm going to go yeah. 62.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Daniel's listening. Uh, he says 58. Uh, okay, I guess you guys have to rock, paper, scissor, because you both got within two years. It was 1960. <laughs> nice. Dang it. Russ went from, I think he's going to win. I probably gave it away by saying that was, uh, no, that was a great
1: guess. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to guess any earlier than him, but I didn't want to go all the way up to like late 60s. So,
0: Tyler, give me a rock, paper, or scissor, and don't look at the chat, because you're competing against Daniel.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Scissor.
0: Okay, you lost. He said rock. Daniel, you win today. Thanks for, thanks a for winner. just being in the chat. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. All right, let's get to the tech news. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even want to talk about this one, but I laughed in the pre-show when I saw it. California kills Bill that would let parents sue social media companies over their social media addiction. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> parents would sue themselves.
2: <laughs> no, no, no! We have to take all responsibility on children' behavior away from the so, parents. It's not their fault, all right.
1: It's the, the, it's the
2: social. It's Zuck's fault, all right. It's the TV's initial. fault. Too much good content. Uh,
0: <laughs> too much good content. The social media platform Duty to Children Act uh, that was introduced would allow parents. To sue social media companies for up to twenty five thousand dollars per violation, up to Whoa. a total lifetime max of two hundred fifty thousand. So every time your kid is so uh, like a Tuesday, a manner of addiction. Yes, exactly. Like last Tuesday at one. This 10, is a 1, very clever
1: way to establish a universal basic income. <laughs> yes it is i mean seriously
2: the, the litigious society that we live in and you're even going to remotely consider this as the thing that we need to do like that's insane.
0: yeah yeah so uh thankfully california did the right thing and struck the bill down and it died um yeah amid heavy lobbying pressure from major social media firms if you can can't imagine. imagine
1: why <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, look, I'm I'm all for trying to find ways to, know, whether punitive or otherwise, you know, kind of try to cull the very intentional sort of addiction forming stuff that gets baked into media platforms and games and things like that. But giving like a blanket, you can sue for this and here's your limits. And it just what what a complete train wreck that would have been.
0: What we need to do is go to the opposite end of the spectrum and be like, China, um, hang with me here, and only oh, yeah. allow kids to game for uh, one hour a day from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And all devices have to have facial recognition to recognize, hey, this is the child that's playing. Uh, <laughs> and every uh, company that makes a game has to go through an approval process uh, with our um our, uh, our government to get it approved and determine if it can actually come out and they get say on the content. No, wait, that sounds
2: terrible. I just uh, threw up yeah. in my mouth. But that's what China does. Yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty yeah. bad. hundred percent what China does. Um, you might, I may need to of, revise the way
1: I said what I said. I'm not all for it. I'm all for people investigating that and looking for it, but there, there is, that's extreme too. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily fixing the problem.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of China, um, Daniel, Mr. Platinum dropped a, uh, a little link in the chat there if you want to check it out. He's curious our opinion on it. The, uh, the article from BBC News, US invests 280 billion in high tech to compete with China. Uh, this dropped three days ago. This is the first time I've he- I'm hearing of this. I'm surprised I didn't see 280 billion come across my radar.
2: Doesn't sound Earlier like enough. Week. I mean, what is the intent here? Is this to do subsidies for manufacturing? Is that the idea to do? Yeah, sales? it says the
0: investment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of tax breaks. I did actually, see this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And tax it, breaks for companies that build computer. Chip. Okay, so maybe this is part of the the Chips Act. I think
1: it's Chips Act stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I think it's very targeted. It is. It is oh, there's also the Science Act. Too.
2: Yeah, I think there were a
1: couple like of them. Uh, no, I saw that one in a tweet the other day, and, and I saw it with the CHIPS Act, so I was kind of curious what it was exactly, but I, yeah. I assume it's also just more funding. But um, I I haven't read into those initiatives enough. Um, I, I know that on the CHIPS Act side of things, mostly because I've seen a lot of the sort of public lobbying that Gelsinger has done on behalf of Intel, um, I, I think it is good that we are providing some sort of funding avenues to try to increase chip manufacturing or um, maybe maybe even going further than that, just uh, trying to work around the fact that it is a critical supply chain that right now is dominated by outside U.S. entities, especially those in China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's that's smart. We sort of identified that this is not just a national security problem, but uh, an overarching sort of economic supply chain issue for us. Yeah. So I think that's great. I am curious if two hundred and eighty billion, like Russ said, is really that significant. Like, is that enough? I, I assume so because it sounds like a lot of these um, the bills or the the. I guess the centers of the bills were worked on with industry so the industry obviously had something to say of course they're always going to ask for more money if if it's there they'll take it sure. but um but I I think the thing that gets me on a lot of that stuff is that it's it's going to take like a decade or more to see the ultimate impact of stuff like this we're, we're not going yeah. to we're not going to eclipse or even become competitive or, or even address major chunks of the supply chain on yeah. US soil in the near term at all for, for a gajillion reasons. And they aren't just dollars.
0: Well, and it may just be a stopgap, right. Or uh, something to slow the decline. And before I say this next fact though, um, every time I see numbers like this, like 200 billion, 40 billion, 59 billion or whatever. I'm like, y'all like everyone knows that there's only 300 million people in our country, right? Like, where is all this money coming from? How I and mean, I know we have just a massive GDP and all that kind of stuff, but gosh, these numbers are just, just mind-boggling. But uh, back to the the article here: the U.S. currently produces roughly ten percent of the global supply of semiconductors, uh, which obviously key to everything from cars, to mobile phones, etc. Do you want to guess the percentage of semiconductors of chips that that the U.S. was responsible for um, making back in nineteen uh, ninety?
1: Yeah. If I wasn't reading it, I would guess, but I, Oh, okay. (laughs) You're looking at it right now. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs)
2: I'll, I'll, I'll make a guess. I don't have, and I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'll just say, I'll say 70%. Yeah.
0: 40%. So we're down from 40% to 10%. But yeah, the, the answer is a lot higher than we're at now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder how much of that was um, us turning down production. I'll bet not much and how much of it was the rest of the world just ramping yeah i'm gonna guess both i'm gonna guess it's a mixing. no i'm sure i'm sure it's both but i, I bet it's dominantly the second right i, I mean it'd be yeah. curious to see what what we were producing today versus what we're producing 30 years ago but i would guess that it's not wildly less than it was 30 years ago um mm-hmm. or it that'd be the wrong way to say it too it's probably more than it was 30 years ago it's just we didn't we didn't increase nearly as fast as asia
2: yeah. Well, well, I, and I probably won't have enough time to go into all the, the details here, but th- there's so many specifics. So, like one of the major issues with uh, the chip side of manufacturing is that the barrier to entry has always been incredibly high. And no one ever thought yeah. that you could sure. run a business where all you did was manufacture the chips of other people who designed them. There was always this belief that you had to also do design and then TSMC flipped that on its head and so TSMC is a major contributing factor here another one and I know that this isn't explicitly around chips but if you look at kind of like late 90s like the year you mentioned is very important because in the late 90s it, there was a, a limited time that uh, Bill Clinton who was our president at the time for people who who don't know uh, he he allowed China into the World Trade Organization. Uh, For political reasons, there's multiple reasons why it went down, but it was a temporary allowment into the World Trade Organization with the intent of trying to bring bring more trade into the U.S. and not ship out jobs. That was the intent. And then uh, George W. Bush followed right after him and made it permanent in order to secure a vote in order to be able to go to war with Iraq. So there's all these events politically that happened that ultimately brought China permanently into the World Trade Organization and unleashed a billion people who were willing to do almost anything for you know dramatically lower wages and just really crushed manufacturing in the United States i mean that's really the the order of events that went down there and so that that's had neat. an element here yeah it's like it's it's the stuff leading up to what we live in today right that we sure. don't
1: really think about
2: no, i but, didn't know that
1: history that's actually fascinating history
2: yeah, it's if you really dig into it there's a lot of moving parts obviously as there are with most things, but really if you were to try to pin a point of like the start of globalization it comes down to those two subsequent, you know, decisions that were made and and they were probably made for the, the right purposes at the time, but it just depends on, you know, where you're sitting and your perspective. The point being though is that that really opened up this idea of globalization and the ability to do you know these types of things like manufacturing of chips outside, just in time manufacturing to bring supply chain a further away from where it would eventually live as a product for a consumer. So those things are really what ultimately shifts from us being forty percent to what did you say the percentage was now? It's ten percent
0: currently, ten yeah.
2: percent, right? And so it's a lot of you know investment that needs to go in here, but there's so many other things that need to go in like distri- distribution of like where this stuff happens because yeah. globalization won't go away. But you did you guys see that? No, that ship that got caught in that channel because it had an electrical outage. And that channel is the, uh, like the one passage that ships have to go through to prevent Yeah, the ever given. Yeah. Things coming from yeah. China to others. Mm-hmm. It, it, that changed there. Like the fact that just that one channel got blocked caused hundreds kind of, of a big ships deal. per day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That it just shows how fragile the, the supply uh-huh. chain can be. And so I think that distributing this out, to other countries and different, just literal travel channels to be able to get things from point A to point B is important. But also, we have to shore up manufacturing and energy independence in this country for a myriad of other reasons. This is a step in the right direction. Here's my concern: this, it, I don't have a lot of faith that this money will be used efficiently. And
1: let me give you an example. <laughs> why? Right? Yeah, exactly. When it's have like we ever had? Government funding? A million reasons. Obviously why. beneficial like yeah. baseline near service level but, stuff that just failed yeah. catastrophically for no good reason.
2: So well, that's <laughs> what, name one. Right. Go ahead, Russ. <laughs> yeah. completely understand the, the funny aspect of that because the downside to this is like so many of the reasons why this is inefficiently spent is not because of incompetence, but because of like the groups that lobby to get where they are and they, they just get yeah. paid out in order to keep people in office. But that's, that's a different topic altogether. But let me give you the worst example I've ever heard. And that was the, um, I want to say it was the state of California had a, uh, I want to say it was for COVID or maybe, was, I think it was for COVID. They were setting up a website in order to get COVID vaccinations. They paid Accenture, which is a global consulting right. firm, $100 million. Oh my goodness. To set up this site.
0: That, and and they're not even a U.S. company.
2: In, that's in, an Irish company. I, I didn't even know that. That makes it yeah. The they're based in Dublin. Like, that's that's yeah. insane Gee, wh- to me. Why do you think they're based in Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> but a hundred million dollars to set up a website? Are you kidding me, Russ? Uh, I could have done it for ninety-nine. Complicated, man. I could have done it for 99. You could go on Wix and make it with a no code setup for like 30 bucks. (laughs) Like what is what is this? Like, so that's that's where like not only is it not enough money, but so much of that funding is going to go to places that are probably somewhat irrelevant to the bill's need just because of the way things are set up where money flows in the country. So that's the downside here. I wish there were other ways. I've I've had some thoughts on solutions, but i need more time for it. But that's just just an element that is difficult for me to wrap my head around whenever I see these bills. It's like, what are we actually going to do with this?
0: Yeah. When you know we're going to come back and talk about this, because the bill directs $200 billion to the National Science Foundation uh, and other agencies like it, just broad stroke of the brush aiming to quote, boost investments in fields like robotics and wireless communications and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Fine. Whatever. But yeah, dude,
1: that, that part yeah. probably isn't that bad. I mean, look, if you get into the details, I think you'll find plenty of, you know, grift and inefficiency that that tends to be just per- pervasive in us political funding. But if you look at, the details and what goes to something like the National Science Foundation, chances are that's a lot of grant money, which means that there are going to be a lot of really interesting research projects that get funded too. So you think about everybody that's a PhD right now, Most, a lot of their funding is going to come from government grants, especially the stuff that's, I don't know, maybe interesting or for the public in general. Private grant money obviously is huge, but it usually is also more directed and less for everyone. Um. So, I, I'd be neat to see what that detail is, because uh, two hundred billion going to the science foundation is probably pretty interesting for research projects. I bet a lot of, a lot of folks are really excited about that.
2: Listen, It'll be fun if to hear from everybody Correct. out there doing PhD.
0: That is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. But I mean, we also just gave like ten billion to Ukraine, so uh, whatever. I just guess just
2: direct. on the 10%, scale, ten percent, ten percent of that. To the TBP podcast. <laughs> and we will research whatever you done. want us to research. We'll get All some it. stuff done, 100%. Sure. We'll come, and we'll give you ideas. We will share our opinion on you or with you, on you. Maybe it's at good. you. I don't at know. You loud. <laughs> <laughs> at you. We'll share aggressive. it at you. <laughs> at you for you to then take and make this country <laughs> do something better for, than it's currently doing.
1: For a third of $20 billion, I will vomit my opinion on the internet. All day, every day. Well, the offers well, out there, American. Part government. of part of the day, every day. We're not you're listening to part us. Part of part of some days, daily. <laughs> or not. Whichever one you prefer.
0: Just pay him, and you tell him if you want him to do it or not. Yeah, his
2: opinions are coming either way. You may just want to pay us. I don't, I don't know.
0: Uh, okay. How about this one? U.S. federal prosecutors charge a former Qualcomm VP and three others over allegedly duping the company into paying 150 million dollars to acquire technology that it already owned. What? <laughs>
1: yep. Part, that's a great one. Pardon them. <laughs> I think that's what we're that's what we're doing when it comes to like major tech players globally that literally just break laws, right? We just part we pardon them for economic reasons. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, I, we definitely do in Korea. That's, <laughs> that,
1: that's what I was hinting at. I saw that article today the the Samsung, what era parent apparent, um, who who actually has spent a few months in prison in the last uh what five years or so i, I think well, multiple or, times actually. yeah well yeah for it was it was on thing. again off again for the same thing he, he was sentenced spent some months got out early sentenced again got some other months also got out early and now has been fully pardoned because my economy <laughs>
2: yeah literally that's <laughs> hey look at least they're transparent about it they're like hey, listen, yeah. we're pardoning this guy because he he's has super a major important on our, on our economy and i don't know what else to do
1: like Dude. Yeah, which, yeah, good
2: for them on that part.
1: Talk about being above the law, though. That's that's just be be the heir of a multi billion dollar fundamental tech company, and you're gonna be okay in Korea.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and this Qualcomm one though is crazy. Who we're talking about here is Samsung. <laughs> like, JY Lee yeah. his dad got to, was, yeah. went to prison for the same thing: I mean, it's,
1: it's, bribes, uh, embezzlement, <laughs> like like all of the
0: things.
2: Part of the family tradition at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read
0: this whole article on the Qualcomm one, but it's pretty yeah, it's crazy. Hard the hard deception hard. that they went through. Um, it's it's uh, basically like they already had the technology to do something. Um, but this this vice president of R&D tried to convince the leadership, hey, you need to spend $150 million to do this thing. It's a faster method of evaluating uh, microprocessors during the design for test process. And under, under the terms of this person, uh, Arabi, uh, the, the, the employment agreement, um, IP created while he was on Qualcomm's payroll belonged to the company. Well, the indictment alleges he and others took elaborate steps to hide his involvement in what was created, right? So he tried to create mm-hmm. this whole thing and make it look like it wasn't him. Uh, and then yeah. they said, okay, well, it's the invention of, uh, you know, this Canadian, oh my gosh, Pop-ups here, uh, brainchild of a Canadian graduate student, according to the indictment, uh, was being commercialized through a Bay Area startup. Uh, turns out the graduate student happened to be uh, this guy's younger sister, <laughs> and she she legally changed her name through the process, and all uh, it's just Subtle. crazy just to try to defraud Qualcomm out of one hundred and fifty million dollars.
1: Yeah, like, what you know the I the, doing? the best part of this is that like if you're in that role or role like it and you identify like a huge gap in capability or something like that, there's very little that would stop you from quitting your job and creating a startup or going and creating a research group to go fill that gap. And then you probably know people well enough to come back around and like legitimately go through the sales process. You know a lot about what's going on. Like your advantage is extraordinary. But they decided to go they, the extremely illegal route.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what they you know what they face if they're indicted or if uh if they reach maximum penalty? Twenty years in prison. There's four of them involved Whoa. in this. The guy, his um, his sister, and then two other people, they each face 20 years in prison, uh, five hundred thousand dollar fine, and the forfeiture of the IP. Just because they yeah, weren't being man. truthful. <laughs> Twenty years.
1: That's a, <laughs> that's a fourth time. of your life
0: just yeah just yeah. gone because you were trying to the
1: prison sentence there there's a lot i mean actually a five hundred thousand dollar fine is pretty significant um in that case too i am kind of curious like what what's the minimum crime in that case to to get that big of uh, a financial punitive right but um, um yeah that's that's actually for for what would be considered not considered it would be a white collar crime in the united states that actually seems uh appropriately severe well, what's wild
0: Yeah, and, it's a strong uh, word.
1: I don't know enough about. Robbie it.
0: Um, or the uh, Shukui, the uh, one of the other people, pleaded not guilty and had a one million dollar bond that they posted to get out of bail. Uh-huh. Which I'd love to know more about how that works. Like, are you just you just borrowed a million dollars to get out of jail? And my goodness.
1: That's my know. understanding. That's pretty much how it works. It's the, right, yeah. the percentage is pe- percentage is maintained, so it's it's not cheap. But at yeah. the end of the day, if if you can secure a million dollars, then you can yeah. ride on whatever interest they're going to charge you. And then if you don't show up, it's theirs. Yeah. Well, let that be a lesson. And they're still going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not worth it's it. Hunt for you, anyways. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well. Right. Uh, what else we got here?
2: Uh, I got to drop, but I did want to leave one thing before I did. Um, There's something called Ring Nation. Um, Amazon's reality show for our surveillance dystopia is the the tagline. What? What? It says Amazon's newest effort to normalize its surveillance network will feature footage from ring surveillance cameras and commentary from comedian Wanda Sykes so i like wanda but what yeah i mean sykes is legit but it's like a propaganda campaign for like normalizing surveillance that's about to hit higher gear i guess i don't know where this is coming from but the fact that it's being made is insane to me
1: Uh, yeah that i that one's weird that's that's actually really weird because what (laughs) I get Amazon's going to have a vested interest in selling more cameras. Obviously, they are a commercial enterprise. Sure. You buying things is good for them. What advantage do they think they're going to get beyond just the hype on the advertising side outside of the clear downside of normalizing like this weird big brother through social, like it's their non-government entity. They are not <laughs> a police force. They are not a security organization. They are just playing in the, that's it, wild to me. <laughs> I, th- this, this description here
2: says think NFL red zone, but for arrests of people, not given the chance to sign release forms because the, the show builds itself as live news. Like it sounds to me, like they're oh actually going to like use Ring as surveillance. Cops are coming, like the show. Cops, you're getting arrested, and Wanda Sykes is going to be playing commentary <laughs> over this, <laughs> like which will be hilarious. I
1: mean, it sounds wildly Speaking entertaining. Of, there, are you guys. Uh, I think we're in have a you simulation. Seen the, the second, the second Lego movie, like the yes. everything is awesome. The so the 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 sequel to that. Yeah there's a song from that show that is now in our like Alexa playlist all the time and it's it's the character she plays which is the totally not evil queen or whatever the queen of whatever you want me to be whatever want to be something like that yeah. That song's hilarious, by the way. And Wanda Sykes is hilarious. So sign up for that show and just uh, you know, I don't know, lean into your overlords, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> I'm holding have a good weekend, everyone. I'll
2: catch Dude, you that was gold Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, Thanks Russ. My goodness. They're billing it as a fun family
1: activity. Surveillance. <laughs> no, no, it is not any more than cops is a fun family activity. It's it's not. It's not a fun family activity. That's weird. Yikes. I don't know what to say about that. I'm probably going to watch whatever highlights end up actually bubbling up on Twitter though.
0: <laughs> it uh it premieres on September 26th. So you got a month wow. and a half to get your popcorn ready. Ring there Nation. You go. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I mean, talk about generated content. There's going to be a lot. I mean, the number of times I see just like uh I don't know, nice things that delivery people do on ring cameras or uh, like people um, porch pirates like tripping and breaking ankles like that stuff gets reposted on Reddit all the time. Like they're going to have a lot of content. and It's probably going to be everything from like birds doing stupid stuff to squirrels, assaulting cats all the way to exactly what Russ said, which is just cops. But sure. Crowdsourced yeah
0: i mean you've seen some funny ones where like a guy's getting out of his truck and then all of a sudden like some bobcat comes out of nowhere and like rounds the front of his run the front of his truck and scares you know scares him and he screams right. and runs out whatever but right dude, right this is this is weird that's
1: weird well weird. let's I don't know, fingers crossed that it dies in a fire let's <laughs> let's hope it fails and that nobody wants to see that because i don't i certainly don't want to see it scale anymore that it already has that's weird oh, man. i wonder if that will change um the legality of posting that I, I assume not though. Cause it's kind of like um, photographing public places. There's nothing against the law in, in that regard. And if you're just standing there, they can post a picture of you as well. Um, the right to privacy for somebody else's camera, I guess is uh, limited. Hmm. Interesting.
0: What else Very we got here? Interesting. looks like uh, Huawei said on Friday, it's first half net profit more than halved. As a difficult economy curtailed demand Ooh. from customers, uh, which we also know was a big, probably probably a lot due to nations saying, "Hey, we don't want Huawei in yeah, any part of what we have." Bye. Yeah, our our switching networks or our five G towers or you know whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I know the U.S. came out and did that. Canada came out and did mm-hmm. that.
1: Um, anyway, it, I was did point. we talk about that on the show? I was reading um, something that was saying that there are. Uh, Maybe it was just the risk that was posed. It was, and it was an article, and I don't think we talked about yeah. it. I'll have to go find the actual article. But they were saying that um, communication uh, towers, um, in particular, ones in certain areas near federal buildings or high-risk communication zones, had Huawei equipment that was installed that is capable. Now, whether or not it was operating is is either up in the air or something that's classified. Um is capable of intercepting basically government bands. You know, we license what bands you can use. Electronics are only allowed to use certain communication frequencies. We control that through certification processes and that sort of stuff. But if you have a you know a, a walkie-talkie, it, it can't just use any radio frequency that is physically possible, right? It is sure. restricted. Yeah. Apparently, some of these devices, uh, again, whether it was enabled or not, wasn't really. Well, they didn't they didn't say with certainty but they said they're capable of listening in on those highly secure bands like government bands stuff like that and they were located in areas that were uh, near strategic resources and stuff like that where those kinds of comms could be happening um but one of the things they were talking about is like I think many of them were already disabled but they the the US government was actually uh, they, they offered an incentive to remove those devices, but it was insufficient. So a lot of places didn't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of curious. I kind of want to go back. I'm not even sure I finished reading it, but it, you just reminded me of it when you said that, like we had a big pushback, but I, I don't, I don't think that we actually funded the, uh, de Huawei of everything.
0: Yeah. Now there was a, there was a bill. There was like, um, there was like 5 billion or something in mm-hmm. networking gear. Um, to where, if you had Huawei, you, know, you pull it out and you can use that money to um, to right. buy something non Huawei.
1: Yeah, it sounds um, like we missed did, a few or or that was insufficient funding.
0: Yeah, it started. I know, what talking years, about. Back. I
1: remember that too. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know what, what else Apple's? you got. Um,
0: let's see. Apple tells its assemblers to make 90 million of its newest iPhones on par with 2021. Uh, although IDC expects the smartphone market to shrink three and a half percent this
1: year. So economic um, pressure or there's something else. Yeah. It's gotta be I don't economics. Know.
0: Yeah, probably. I, I don't think we have um, that many
1: fewer people.
0: I, I'm guessing, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, Apple just doesn't want to be stuck with too much demand and not enough, not enough product. Right. They'd rather, oh, sure. they'd rather over their phones. Like I, this, this feels like non news. I think Apple is just being prepared. Yeah, Sure. I'm um, just saying, Hey, you know, so and it's not like they don't have any extra cash uh, on hand to deal with it. So,
1: yeah, uh-huh.
0: but uh, yeah, expecting ninety million iPhone 14 units.
1: Just that's ninety a small million. Yeah, wild. It's wild. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> <It is> wild. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's crazy,
0: man. What else I, we got here? I
1: gotta. I don't, I don't have news. Um, uh, I, my, uh, I'm preparing this weekend to actually install an inverter in my camper. So, oh yeah, my next, next electrical phase. And I just got a, an inverter that'll help me kind of deal with the fact that I've got a 50 amp camper. I'm kind of pumped about it. It's a, it's a cool little device. And so I got to get some, uh, big honking battery cables for, Wait, what are you stuff. saying about the 50 amp?
0: you saying you installed 50 amp at
1: your house? no 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 i've got a my my camper is can operate on a maximum of 50 yeah. amps for for the mostly it's it's ac that drives that air conditioning and um uh so what's the battery so the trip, inverter? a trip we took i didn't have an inverter that would let me run my 120 uh assets all the you know microwave all that kind of stuff plugs in the wall sort of thing off of my battery so my big hunk of battery was just powering dc loads with an inverter, mm. I can power all the AC loads, the alternating current. Loads. Oh, um, okay. I follow and, you now. And so so I got the device that will do that. And and it also, uh, this is a little ahead of when I was planning on it, because if you remember on our trip, I had issues with my converter. So the device that takes the mm-hmm. uh, alternating current that you get from shore power, wherever you where we plug it in, and converts it to the DC load, I was having issues with that doing what it's supposed to do, which is charge the battery. Um, and so this actually is an inverter charger it'll take over the charging function and then it's smart about how it uses the battery shore power whether that's 110 or if it's a 30 amp or a 50 amp um it'll it'll take whatever the combination is and then feed the camper off of those things and or the battery and or solar when i when i get around to it so it's uh don't know i guess you'd call it the brain it's the smart thing that's actually going to handle where all that power is coming from and going to so it's cool um nice dude um
0: so uh, we we had issues too like what you know it's just typical i guess but uh with our little our little slide out motor and all that Uh, i found it i found somebody that's going to come to my house on monday and look at it mobile rv repair that's just in like the town just west of me i'm excited because yeah the big like camper world places you just can't get into they're just like oh i know it whatever we're we're they're backed up like
1: crazy oh they they just don't want to do it
0: no it's just they're they're, like they're backed up yeah they have so much business going on that it's just are you
1: gonna fix that and sell it or are you i don't know well that's what i was gonna get to
0: yeah i don't know it depends like joanna was telling me y'all are thinking about doing another two-month trip or something and it's just like yeah yeah, man tossing You'd it love around to do something like that it would would we feel confident going back out in this and, and it's really it's down mm. to the motor for the slide outs and then the cover for the uh the engine um <laughs> you know in the in the in the cab yeah really, your everything else works kind of and is reliable yeah well yeah. yeah i mean there's other minor stuff but yeah we can't i don't know i i may i may mess around with with selling it once I repair all the, you know, the couple of major things that I think are issues. But it's mm. it's almost like, you know, do you just stick with the devil you know? And sure. we really understand that system after living in it for a moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it would
0: be nice to have a newer rig and, and all that kind of stuff. So I may, I may get it fixed and just post it for, you know, whatever money I have in it, not trying to make money. And then we've got our eye on a different. Um, yeah, you do. A, but yeah. That's cool. We'll see, dude. <laughs> But, yeah um, I got a few little projects to... I had a
1: couple of things that broke a couple of things that didn't work the way I wanted them to and then the, I mean I the biggest issue I had with the electrical system was the uh the disconnect that happened between like the entire camper and the battery which I didn't yeah. identify until later I should have it was weird that fuse I had a fuse blow that cut those off as as you'd expect you know between the two systems but it, there was it did not indicate that it was blown there's no visual indication that that fuse died um and it's it's not your standard like you look like a little dc one where yeah see it's not not a see-through fuse at all but i i expected it they're called mega fuses uh Mm. ironically some of them are called little mega fuses but um Mm. they're they're opaque and i i expected like bloating or literal like destruction right like where the thing would just be blown to pieces because it's probably silicon kind of looks like a resistor, uh, the material. Um, but it, it didn't, like, there's no indication whatsoever that that fuse was blown. But when I did finally get around to popping it out and putting in um, a different one, like everything just fired right back up. And I was like, dang it! <laughs> so all the issues I had <laughs> with my jacks, which I, I was able to work around with by yeah. just injecting some amps directly into that motor, all of those issues were because that fuse blew and I didn't know it. Oh, man yeah it should have well, been easier just, to troubleshoot that but yeah yeah
0: before i forget um you know if you're if you're listening and you're like 17 18 19 or maybe a recent college graduate and you're like what am i going to do with my life um based on this episode may i suggest getting into semiconductor manufacturing <laughs> or mobile rv repair so there you, there you go. go free gift free gift for you today some advice. You
1: could you could do the mobile RV repair as a stopgap while you get into the throes of
0: uh chip. Manufacturing. Manufacturing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, and Russ and then Russ and said, then when it
1: turns out it's just baller, you can stick with it. There you go. And Russ
0: was talking about the barrier to entry to some of these. And it, it just blows my mind. Like if you were to think about getting into manufacturing these just super complex very yeah. small microprocessors how in the world would you do it if you didn't have you know pff, you know tens government of backing. tens or hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> and government backing and lobbying and all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah it's it's absolutely True. crazy
1: no see it's huge it's insane i don't think it's even possible now it is it is yeah. such a such an investment to to even enter let alone play catch up and get good at it to the point where you're competitive that it would be it would be pretty incredible yeah um, and and then, the other thing I was talking about, right? Like, so the funding's there for some of this stuff. That's great. I don't know the details. It'll be fun to go through. It sounds like Russ knows a little bit more about what's going on. Maybe he'll he'll collect his thoughts and we can talk more about it. But the the other giant problem is we we likely do not have enough people with the skill sets to even do what we want to do yet, right? Like the right. a big part yes. of the reason this will take a decade is yes, okay. standing up fab facilities, though with the right amount of money and focus, you could probably get that done faster than ten years, but you can't train the workforce to to make yeah. up that well, that's, giant gap. In yes, 10, in and that's 10 my years, point. It's not possible. When I talk about
0: yeah, when I talk about barrier to entry, I'm not talking about like you and me deciding to do it, right? Sure. Like you and me talk about barriers to entry of like starting a, a screen printing business because it costs a <laughs> grand to 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 screen print T-shirts or whatever. I'm talking about <laughs> the likes of like a like a Dell, right? Um, yeah. If whatever you know, Michael Dell or or something like that. Some you know, um, somebody with a ton of money in the tech industry already. How in the world do you say, okay, we're going to go stand up a, I mean, look at Intel, right? They're already in the microprocessor business and they need assistance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That wow. is a
0: very high. Do they though? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm always serious about was. that,
1: like not not knowing enough about what actually goes on underneath the covers, uh, recognizing that you are of strategic interest to like national yeah. security, for instance, yeah. is is like a free pathway to government. Sure. Funding, right. So, of yeah. course, you're going to yeah. say, I can't do this without money from you.
0: Right, it's going up to bat, and them and the government putting you on, you know, second base right. already. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: But but it's. I mean, it is. I, I mean, to your point, it, it's a great industry to get yourself into now if you're looking at that and you're early in college or, or heck in high school for that matter. Because no yeah. joke, this is going to take a decade, right? If yeah. if we have a genuine renewed interest in manufacturing chips here there will be a litany of high tech all the way down to to you know blue collar jobs related to getting that done that are likely to be high paying for the foreseeable future because mm-hmm. it is a national security problem and we have identified sure. just how disruptive that can be economically and otherwise so it's it's a probably a pretty safe bet that that's that's going to be a good place to end up yep so. i agree All right. You want to shut it down for the weekend? You got anything else? Oh, we should. No, that's it. I I get to shut it down. It's been months or feels like months. How long were we gone? I don't know. But that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. It's been fun. We really enjoyed it. I missed y'all. I didn't get to say that last time because I had to leave before the end of the show. But I'm glad to be back. I'm glad y'all are listening. Thanks for sharing. And we'll talk to you next time. See you next week. Bye. Peace.